movie called podcast my name is dominic lawton i am joined as always he's here he's here all the time we can't get rid of him we've tried he's still here it's mr kenby wild <laughs> here i am oh what a treat we've got this is a special bonus episode where we're covering a brand new release it's just dropped on netflix it's the 2022 film the texas chainsaw massacre so harlow is a ghost town we have a vision for this place. All it needs is young blood. I don't want to live here. This is a chance for people to start fresh somewhere. Somewhere safe. Hey guys. You should see this. What are you doing in our house? You really shouldn't be here. I'm afraid your old friend's back. Fifty years I've been waiting for this night. Just to see him again. Who? Cancel, bro. Oh, fuck. This is directed by David Blue Garcia. We've got Sarah Yarkin as Melody, Elsie Fisher as Lila, Jacob Latimore as Dante, Nell Hudson as Ruth, Olwyn Ferrer, I'm sorry if I've said that name wrong, as Sally Hardesty, the original final girl from the first film, originally played by Marilyn Burns, who passed away in 2014, so they had to recast. Uh, You've got William Hope, plays the sheriff. He was the love interest in Hellraiser 2, the young doctor. Uh, Not so young anymore, as it turns out. Or a doctor. And, of course, Mark Burnham as Leatherface. Uh, Got the tagline for you, Ken. See what you think to this one. Yeah, I'm ready. In 1974, the world witnessed one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history. In 2022, the face of madness returns. Okay. What do you think to that? Nah, I don't really like the mad- mad- madness. has got nothing to do with it, has it? You're expecting Suggs. <laughs> Suggs turning up uh, one step beyond. <laughs> that's, that's who I imagine when he's the face of madness. I've, got, I've just got this vision of Leatherface dancing to baggy trousers now. 
Welcome to the house of fun. Uh, this is based off a story by Fede Alvarez, who some people may remember did the Evil Dead remake. Uh, I can't remember what you thought of that, Ken. Did you like that that remake? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. It was it was good. Um, had enough blood to satisfy pretty much everybody who likes the films. We purposely not spoken a single word about this film to each other and left it for this podcast episode. This isn't going to be a massively detailed uh, review of the whole film. It's just, it's just a, a talk. Uh, I thought we could talk briefly about the original Texas Chainsaw, uh, just to you know see where where this one's coming from, basically. And um, to talk about the original first, Ken. Uh, 1974 independent film produced, written, directed by Toby Hooper. Um, the plot, brother, sister and their friends, they, they fall victim to a family of cannibals whilst travelling across Texas to visit their grandfather's grave. And it, the film itself was inspired by the murders of Ed Gein from, uh, in Plainfield, Wisconsin in the 1950s. It cost $140,000 to make. Uh, Toby Hooper worked as a, as a documentary cameraman so uh, no doubt that's where the whole, you know, based on true stories and the voiceover stuff comes from at the beginning of the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Should be worth pointing out as well um, that we actually went and watched the original, didn't we, in the cinema not too long ago together. A yeah, little, yeah. little work night out for the Bad Movie Cult podcast. Yeah, we, we took our equipment, our laptops, our microphones, uh, everything. It was uh, very, very unpopular. <laughs> Of course we didn't. No, we did not even make it any notes. But yeah, it's great on the big screen. That's actually the second time I've seen it in the cinema as well. The original, brilliant. It's it's a film that really does need to be watched on the big screen as well at some point to be truly appreciated. I think as well, just how relentlessly unpleasant that that film is. That's what I've I've actually said. I've, I've said it, it's it's totally relentless and it's it's horrific. And it's yeah. um, surprisingly blood-free, almost as well. It's it's not it's not the uh, the blood-soaked nightmare that people were led to believe when it was banned and all that stuff. It's um, it's just it's just unpleasant. It's just everything else. Yeah, the UK um, Film Board actually refused to certify the film, and one of the reviewers actually attempted to cut stuff out to to get it a rating, and actually said that he. They, you just didn't know what to cut because there's nothing too bloody that needed to be cut. It's just the whole film and feel of it was was a growing sense of dread, terror, and unpleasantness. I guess is the best word to describe it. Yeah, it's, it's it is. It, it's a it's my favorite horror film. It, it is. It's, it's a, I've got different like the, the sections of film and or genres and everything, but that is as horror films go. This the original is my favorite horror film ever made. Yeah, I mean, and the low budget worked in its favour. You got that grainy low quality that looks great on the big screen as well. Uh, they're filming in 110 degree heat in Texas, and that really does come through the screen at you. You see, like the the actors, the sweaty actors, the flies just constantly in shot. The weird townsfolk, which I think were actual townsfolk from like a local Texas town, when they go to see the gravesite and stuff. You can just pretty, you can pretty much smell the film, can't you? <laughs> You could uh, smell the actors because uh, that was all real as well. They were, they weren't uh, given any facilities or anything. They had, they had really long, like sixteen hour shoots or something like that in a day, and uh, they had to keep all the stuff on them as well throughout because they couldn't just you know they didn't have the continuity people, the makeup people to redo everything. So they just had to stay in costume and in character. Um, 
yeah it's it, it's it's a amazing amazing piece of work yeah Ma- marilyn burns said that by the time she'd finished her clothes could could stand on their own because they were so soaked in blood that it dried in the heat uh, obviously Gunnar hansen had to wear the mask and all of his clothes consistently all day every day so i can imagine that was unpleasant to say the least especially in that in that heat in texas yeah it's, it's also i mean like his first reveals fantastic as well uh, the way Absolutely. he looks in that it's, it's, it's just superb probably my favorite reveal of, uh, of any horror character yeah it's just so sudden and like unceremonious he's just suddenly there then he's just gone again it's like what the fuck was that yeah i mean and despite the unpleasant experience of shooting the thing and getting um, funding from friends and, and not being able to pay the cast until afterwards. Uh, it went on to be one of the most successful independent films of all time and, and really yeah. set the blueprint of um, a lot of sort of masked man horror and, and big lumbering unstoppable villains chasing after girls and things like that, you know? You can see that throughout uh, horror right up until now, basically, 50 years later. Yeah, but even though, obviously, the character was not an evil guy he was not a bad man <laughs> he just didn't know any better and uh, it just makes him even worse i think he's very childlike and uh, i mean and you know we talk about the mood and the feeling and all that sort of stuff all of that that toby hooper built up uh, isn't in this remake for me i don't think there's there's no dread it's not overly unpleasant and uh, i don't think it's scary either but that's modern slasher films i guess especially films like this uh, I mean, we spoke. Me and you spoke about simplicity and horror, didn't we? When we talked about the Halloween original in our Halloween franchise yeah. episode, I think horror directors, to me nowadays, seem to think that all you need to do is follow the basic premise of a Texas Chainsaw Massacre or a Halloween and throw some special effects and gore in, and that makes a good horror film. But it doesn't. It's it's the craftsmanship of building the terror, the tension, making you feel something towards a character before you put them in peril, even if it's blinding rage of of Franklin who. I tell you what, even like watching him on the big screen made me hate him even more. <laughs> <laughs> or you've got, or, or you've got Jamie Lee Curtis and her just natural charm and making you want to root for her. Uh, Toby Hooper was clearly a master at creating all of that, and uh, the team that made this uh, aren't. Uh, I don't know what you thought about in terms of the feel of this this remake. Oh, so uh, sorry, this new uh, installment. Um... I thought, to be honest, I think even Toby Hooper knew that he could never do another film like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre because when he did the sequel, that's absolutely nothing like it. I was actually upset when I watched the second one, uh, part two, because I was expecting it to be very similar, and it's not. It's like cartoonish. It's it's insane, really. Dennis Hopper, twin, tiny chainsaws. It's it's just absolutely bizarre the second film, but I I think even then I think he thought I can't do another film like that. That was it's a one off, and nothing will ever be like that again. Yeah. And I think he's pretty spot on with that one. So I don't think they're trying for that, which is fair enough because you'll fail. Um, but I think it this one. I don't think it needed to be. I don't know. I don't think it needed to be linked. It could just have been called a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it's just another one. It doesn't have to be the same thing. I think they they tried too much to link it to the original film, and I, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I thought all the bits I didn't really like were the bits that they tried to do on purpose to make you think, oh yeah, that was from the first one. As a film, as a film, this one, 
I liked it. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this film. I thought it was uh, it was just fun. Yeah. I mean, incidentally, the, the look and feel that, that is missing in this that was in the original, um, that is also what's making me worried about the upcoming Hellraiser without having seen anything of it yet. But that has a certain look and feel. So I'm interested to see what they do about that. I'm hoping that's going to be good. Um, but as you as you say about the original, this is probably another one of those horror films that would never need a sequel. It was perfect. But ultimately, movie studios will want sequels to films like this. And and I think the and I, th- and I think the problem with with doing stuff like this is that people are going to expect a certain amount of um, nodding towards the original. You know, I mean, I, I think ultimately what um, Fede Alvarez has done here, with the, with, along with the director, is he's basically thrown a load of faceless teens into a gore-filled horror movie and slapped a memorable character name to it. This could have easily been like a wrong turn film if you took the chainsaw away. Or, I mean, maybe even a better example, which I actually thought of when I saw the Confederate flag was a... uh, This could have been a 2001 Maniacs film. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, and obviously this has gone down the route of... uh, The producers obviously seen the the Halloween route that it took with the 2018 one and, and thought... We'll do the same, but we'll do it with Leatherface. So we're ignoring all of the sequels, and this is direct sequel to the original, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's not the only thing that they may have thought. Let's do that as well, because as you mentioned, the Sally Hardesty character. What an absolutely pointless callback to a character that was. I mean, for a start, I think it's quite it's quite unnecessary. And it's quite disrespectful as Marilyn Burns died, and just to get somebody else that we don't actually even know to play yeah. somebody that we do know. It's what's the point at all? The whole point of the Halloween one working is it's Jamie Lee Curtis, and obviously she was in the first one, and she was in the others. And you think, yes, okay, so that's the same character, but just to have somebody else do it and pretend it's her for very, very little reason. I, I don't know. I just I didn't like that bit. That's probably the only bit I didn't really like because I, 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 I'm not bothered about the rest of it, to be honest. I was, no way was I expecting it to be like the first one. No way was I expecting it to be remotely as unpleasant as the first one. It was pretty much what I thought it would be, and I thought it did it well. And I've seen that this this is this has basically made people just hate each other all over social media for having different opinions. <laughs> it's oh, quite really? ridiculous, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's just people fighting nonstop. Yeah, I kept away from all reviews, uh, all social media, because I wanted to go into it, just watch the film and see how I feel. Now, it should be pointed out as well that even though I've gone on about the look and feel of the original and whatnot, uh, I remember having this similar conversation with you about the Evil Dead, and I, I'm a massive Evil Dead fan, and I, I really didn't like mm-hmm. the the remake. If that film wasn't didn't have the Evil Dead name on it, I would have enjoyed it a lot more, I think, because it is a, it is it's a nasty film. The remake uh, probably didn't need the last yeah. half hour. Um, I think it dragged on too long. Uh, maybe the case with this, to be honest, as well. But um, <laughs> it can't drag on too long. It's like eighty minutes. I know, but it felt much longer, though. To be honest, <laughs> um, I think it's like seventy-seven minutes, not including um, the, the, the credits. So it's it's very short. But if if it, I thought the last bit dragged a bit, but uh, I did think of it like okay. So if we ignore all the fact that it kind of literally has nothing to do with the original, to be honest, it's just got the Leatherface character. I watch it as if it's just a horror film, and uh, there's some bits that I liked that I've written as well, which we'll get to. But uh, 
I didn't totally hate it. I, I I don't like the fact that it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but you know, I'm looking at it from just a horror film, I guess now. Well, that's why I thought it could just be called a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That, that would have nothing been to a do lot with better. the same one. It's just another massacre that involves a Texas yeah. town and a chainsaw. Yeah, it didn't need to be Leatherface. It could have been just any kind of like backwards sort of redneck type, couldn't it? Yeah, because it, it, it's not really linked. I mean, they they give you no idea. It's, it's, what is it, 50 years of hiding. So what's he been doing? In the first one, he was like a kid. He was like, he was like a child. He was just an adult child, wasn't he? Yeah. He's got no, you know, <laughs> he's, he's got very little brain function, does whatever he's told. And now he's just a normal bloke. The timeline as well makes it so that he's... He's he's got to be in his mid to late seventies. <laughs> the character he must have been in his thirties in the first one, really, mustn't he? Not a clue, honestly. Not a clue. I, I'm I would have guessed he was in his twenties in the first one. Yeah, so he'd have easily been in his mid mid seventies at this point. But uh, anyway, um, yeah. Straight away, I will say my first note is that uh, I like the fact that they got Jordan Larroquette to come back and do the voiceover for the documentary at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I quite like that. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. As you say, and uh, I actually uh, I wanted to bring up what you were talking about with Sally Hardesty. The problem as well with that is that no one really looks back that much on Sally as a character. Everyone remembers Leatherface and the feel. Most people remember Franklin more about the victims, don't they, than than Sally really? So she's not in that bracket of like a Laurie Strode. I think Marilyn Burns actually did reprise her role in uh, the Next Generation. The mm. uh, Texas Chainsaw with Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. No, I prefer to forget that one. <laughs> yeah, she was in that. So you know, I mean, that that's the only other real nod that we've had to it. I don't know whether the other films have even mentioned it, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not sure. But no, you you you're right. I mean, every other like franchise that's done this, like again, we're going to keep bringing the Halloween one in. But that's she's a constant character. That's yeah. that's why she's she's always in them because she's. She is the person. That's the that's the point behind it. Whereas Sally Hardesty was just in the first one, and that was it. Yeah, and that you know that's the end. You don't dwell on that at all. So it's kind of like just creating a character to have a character, and uh, that character did almost zero anyway. It was very pointless. The whole thing seemed futile. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I wanted to ask as well: is that how these kids that turn up are so? God damn unlikable. Did you, yeah. did you get the feeling that they, this was written like as a, like, oh, take that millennials? It kind of has that kind of... I think so, yeah. It seems like a dig, but I, I don't know. I don't know what the point of that is. No. <laughs> well, they, they take the piss out of the, the, the guy that they seem to know or like that they, they get introduced as, oh, yeah, you're the, the renovator or whatever. How are you going to be? He's, he's in his truck and stuff. I'd also like to know like how these these youngsters are affording to buy a whole town. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to buy a town. Yeah, and they're like, they're, they turn up and they're rude to the old woman. And I loved it as soon as she said, uh, oh, it's just me and my son living here. You're like, I wonder who the son's going to be. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know, that, that bit actually kind of reminded me of uh, See No Evil with Kane. Yeah. Playing the uh, is it Jacob. Yeah, I like how no one, like literally, no one even makes a reference to the fact that the sun that's standing at the top of the stairs is massive. <laughs> no, like when they see him at the top there, no one even says to each other a little bit of a fucking hell. <laughs> They're just like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, 
just it's just her son. He's yeah. probably the same age as her by now. Yeah, exactly. How old must she be then if that's the son? She's got to be about 130, hasn't she, at that point? Yeah. I, I mean, when you said about being so unlikable, they do, they always are in the in films like this. You know, when you get like town folk, you know, the, the big city, the big city kids going somewhere else where they are always audibly disrespectful to everything about everybody. Well, this this is the two thousand and one maniacs that I'm talking about. It has yeah, that feel yeah. I mean, that's that that wound, that's wound me up for a long, long time. It's just like you would never just walk into somebody else's place and just say how shit everything is, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> especially if you're in the middle of bloody nowhere. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that that to be honest, uh, that was Melody, wasn't it? Melody commenting on the size of a man's penis, even though she hasn't even met him yet. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like, I mean, she he can hear her. It's its not like she's whispering about it. He's actually heard her say it. And you just think, why would you say anything bad about a bloke who's got an, like, openly showing you he's got a gun? <laughs> you just, you know, ignore him. It's a lot easier to say nothing. Yeah, I was I was just like straight away I was like oh these guys are going to just annoy me. And then like the 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 Dante his name is he's just unnecessarily harsh to the old woman. Yeah, but at the same time she's she, no no I, I don't know she's just actually quite polite to them she, she's quite nice to them all the time they say no oh, no there's there's some sort of mistake she's trying to explain stuff actually i'll tell you what you know when he checks his uh his messages to see how many uh views and likes he's got yeah for, for his plan that he's going to move to this town i think he's a chef isn't he i believe some so. sort of chef yeah yeah, yeah so he he checks he checks like his latest post where he's saying this new project. He's got 2,238 likes, which is far more than we've ever got on anything. Yeah. But he's only got 13 comments. And I think we've had more than that. So, you know, in your face, Dante. Let's go and buy a small Texas town. I'm already on it, mate. I've already got three of them. So I'm just waiting for you. We're going to get the next one. Cult Town, USA. Be careful how we uh, <laughs> say that. Yeah, yeah, we have to watch out for the font when we print all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing is, uh, they do, he does actually call them a cult as well, doesn't he? The, uh, the guy, the red Richter. Neck, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's actually my favourite character because he seemed the most normal bloke in the film. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he actually does call them a cult and then they explain what they are and he says, yep, that's a cult. And you think, <laughs> all right, all right, yes, take that. Take that, Take millennials. That social commentary. Yeah, we've got you. Yeah, and I like how uh, the woman starts having a heart attack and the police turn up and uh, Leatherface comes downstairs and picks her up. And they're like, oh, no, that's just her son. It's like, this is blatantly Leatherface. Like, you, you hear that <laughs> Sa- the size of you hear Sally Hardesty's been looking for Leatherface through the gas station guy, been looking through him for 40 years. She's been looking through Texas for 40 years and she's never found this fucking guy. Are you <laughs> kidding me or what? Anyway. It's only a small town, isn't Jesus. it? Cult town. Cult town, USA. He, he, anyway, yeah. he gets put in the back and he goes with her to the hospital. And uh, for some reason, Dante's misses. I don't know why you'd go with them. I don't know why she's like, oh, I'll oh, go yes. with them. You're like, why? Just I think it's because Melody says, I'll go. Because to be honest, after that first initial bit from Melody, uh, she then seems to be quite nice and quite caring and compassionate, yeah. even though she pissed me off massively in that first bit. But apart from all of that, she does seem to be quite nice. And she says, oh, I'll, I'll go with her because I feel bad. 
And then uh, Needless Character Ruth says, I'll go because I'm not really doing anything in this film. So he says, okay, fair enough, go. Yeah, Dante's missus goes with them. We get off, uh, the, the old woman dies basically in the uh, in the back of the, the van and Leatherface is messing with her oxygen tank and the, the sheriff's deputy puts his hand on his arm to stop him from shaking the tank. And this is where we get our first death, which is a, a wrist snap and the bone sticking out of the skin goes straight into the neck. I loved it. Yeah, this is like classic. Uh, it's very reminiscent of how nasty the Evil Dead was to me. Anyway, like I, I did have, you can tell Fede Alvarez was involved in it in some way because it's a brutally like bloody death, isn't it? Well, they all are. They all are. I mean, obviously, chainsaws do lend themselves to blood and violence, but even when he's not using a chainsaw, it's just. I mean, some great kills. There is some good kills. Yeah. Yeah, really enjoyed the kills. I like how the sheriff from Hellraiser 2, um, I like how he has no idea what's going on, even though his deputy's just been stabbed to death with his own hand. Yeah, yeah, he, he draws the gun, it gets knocked, and uh, he gets shot. I think it's in the, it's in the, in the head or the face. In the, yeah, like uh, grazes his neck or something. Neck or something. Yeah, yeah. and then that blonde-haired girl, they, they crash into like a, a dying sunflower field, I think it is, and... Um, Indeed, yes. Yeah, that's like the that's like the the movie poster bit, isn't it? That that's like it's on all like the. I actually thought it's a it's a good movie. Poster. Yeah, it's a good visual. Yeah. Yeah. This is where you know Leatherface he gets he, he takes the skin of his mom like off like, her face and and that's where he gets his mask now for the rest of the film. Is it really his mom? It can't possibly be. I mean, I know it's it's an orphanage, isn't it? Yeah, she's like yeah. a because yeah. he didn't have a mom in any of the films. No, it's like uh, yeah. She looked after him. There was never, yeah, there was never really a female character, was there? No. And that girl, like, shouldn't reach for the gun for the sheriff or anything. She's just sort of sitting there, pretends to be dead, then tries crawling out the fucking. Yeah, she tries to like get the radio, doesn't she? Yeah. And I think, well, <laughs> not not yet. Not while he's still there, surely. Yeah, and like, get at least get the gun or something. I shouldn't, shouldn't even aim for that and she ends up getting like that and actually the stab in the she he pulls the, the knife along her stomach that is horrible that's the knife he's used isn't it to skin skin the face yeah that's after the policeman of course don't forget don't forget the policeman oh. he said he's uh, head caved in by a fire extinguisher oh yeah that's actually a good bit there where, where she pretends to be dead and uh the policeman wakes up and he just caves his head in as you say uh, i did want to ask you what, what did you think to the look of uh, of leatherface and the actor himself and stuff I, I I liked it. I mean, I'm, I, you see his face on the IMDb. He doesn't look anything like he'd be playing Leatherface. But, but then I don't suppose Gunnar Hansen used to <laughs> until he did. Yeah. So uh, no, I liked him. I mean, obviously he's got he's a big fella. He's always a big fella, so that's fine. Um, but the mask, I, I I like the mask as well. I thought he had the lumbering run pretty pretty good. He did that well. Yeah, I, I don't actually think it looked anything like his mom, that face. But I don't know how faces look when you cut them off, people. Your Honour. <laughs> I actually thought he looked a bit like um, Corey Taylor with his most recent uh, Slipknot mask, if anyone oh, knows yes. that. Yeah. yeah, he looked a bit like him, yeah. Um, we get Sally. I think that the guy, when you were talking about the radio, it radios to the, the guy in the, the gas station, doesn't it? Who then gets... Um, in touch with Sally, who's skinning a, a pig or something at her house. Yeah, just to show how hardcore she is. She's uh, she's not scared of blood. She's she's tough now. You know, again, like like Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, like Sarah Connor 
from the Terminator 2. <laughs> she, she's hardcore. Yeah. And she wears a cowboy hat. Yeah, uh, we get Dante again. He gets killed next. It's that's in a kitchen. I guess that's a bit of a nod to the original with the with the doors and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it it turns out that uh, the woman did own that house. Those deeds were were in her name, so they, they had no right to kick her out at all or anything like that business. That's just to clear that up. And yeah, yeah, as I say, that gives Leatherface a motive. Really. He's he's writing a wrong, even though in a gruesome fashion. You know, he's he's the victim in this one, really, isn't he? Yeah, well, they, they always are at some point, aren't they? Except perhaps Michael. Oh, no, actually, no, they always are. Except I was just going to name all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think only only Jason's got any kind of, like, sympathy, hasn't he, as a character? Yeah. It wasn't his fault that he drowned. Yeah. But everybody else, yeah, Michael Myers was just a killer as a kid. Uh, Freddie was a paedophile murderer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chucky. Chucky was a killer. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, forget all that. Yeah, yeah, he has. Yeah, he's got a bit of sympathy to him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like quite quite unusual in the genre. Yeah, <laughs> and I say of of the family in the original as well. He's kind of just like the mindless sort of. He does stuff just to please the family, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like they just tell him because they use his strength, much much like a bully. Yeah, Dante does wake up. You get you get the obviously Melody gets you know she hides in the house and stuff and um... yeah, a bit of tension, you know, bit bit of a. Uh... What what's you know is is she going to get found and she's hiding and a bit more? I don't I mean I don't really know how he gets back there. I don't know how far away they were when they crashed. Yeah, but he does find his way back. And still, nobody notices him. Maybe he hitched a ride. <laughs> yeah, you'd pick him up, wouldn't you? Yeah, Dante wakes up. He actually isn't dead, but he does have like half of his face is missing. He's walking down the street. Uh, your favorite character sees him. He goes back to the house to investigate with his gun out. Um, Melody manages to move the mirror so he can see that Leatherface is actually hiding behind the 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 door. Yeah, thankfully uh, he gets to see that he's hiding behind the door. Otherwise, he could have been hurt. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then he's brutally murdered. Oh <laughs> so man, it was a bit of a waste of time to be honest. Leatherface has like a lump hammer, doesn't he? And he just brings yeah. it down on his knee and bends it the wrong way. That like, I remember, I was watching that and I was I like physically was just like oh when i saw that yeah i i i love a bit like that because i did exactly the same yeah and i did it again i did it again about a minute later yeah <laughs> he takes his keys off his belt to give because he sees her under the bed to, as if to give his keys i think they're the keys for the bus aren't they like i don't know why he, he took the keys he took the keys away from them because he wanted to make sure that uh, they had got the deeds to that place and they weren't responsible because he thinks they were responsible for her death so he says, "You show me, show me that house is yours, and you can have your keys back." Yeah, it's an awful lot of keys, by the way. Fucking, this is the keys to everything in bloody town, by the look of it. And referencing the bus, they basically had a busload of millennials all up, glued to their phone. They're coming in as investors. I don't know how these twenty-somethings can afford to do this, as we said, but anyway, they turn up as investors to to bid on the different properties in this little town. There's probably about what. 30 of them or something like that, would you say, on this bus? Yes, it's something like that, yeah. It's, it's a big old bus, isn't it? Like a party bus. Uh, I was going to say about Richter. He, he, he fights him. He, he fights Leatherface, and to his credit, he, he backs him up against the, uh, like, through a window. He smashes a window, uh, which is the only thing to his credit, because then to his downfall, <laughs> he's then pierced onto the window uh, shards. Where he just, like, like, slices his neck, doesn't he? Mm. It's, it's, again, I thought that that's quite nasty. It wasn't a, like a gratuitous, 
neck slash or anything, but he just pulled him onto a shard of glass uh, into his neck and then pulled him off it. <laughs> pulled him off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a happy ending after all. <laughs> yeah, it's good job he's not called leather gloves. <laughs> um yeah and as he's on the ground he gives the keys to um to melody leatherface just goes to town with the hammer on his head oh it's about like five times i think he just smashes his head to pieces onto the floor and that that was the second time that i was like oh in the space of a couple of minutes it, it's it is frantic that that's i just love that scene the whole leg the leg break the neck slash the Hammer to face. Oh, brilliant! I just was not expecting the 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 leg break and then the hammer blows that it just doesn't cut away from. I was just thinking, like, bloody hell! I mean, and I was actually actually <laughs> thinking back. I was like, you know, compare this to the original, where the only blood is the hitchhiker self mutilating his hand. Like, you know, mm. we got from that to this. Jesus Christ! Anyway. um I wasn't keen on the next bit with like the chain, like he gets the chainsaw out the the wall and he chases her through the house, through the floorboards and stuff, where he's like putting the the chainsaw. How's, how's he put that in the wall? Was he also learned plastering? He's learned plastering as well as he in his time. Yeah, why not? <laughs> he's got his like certificates, has he? Yeah, he's, he's learned how to be just an all round handyman. I suppose. I mean, he's the only one at the orphanage, isn't he? Did you not see the Texas plastering massacre? <laughs> That'd be great. It was just everyone buried in the wall. <laughs> all drow. He's got a perfect replica of their faces. <laughs> just seeing with all of his workmen's tools, <laughs> turning up and pricing up a job at someone's house. <laughs> <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. We get on to probably the scene that this film is going to be remembered for, I guess, which is the bus scene where they're all, all the, the millennials are partying on down in the bus. They're waiting for the keys to be bought back so they can leave. She does get the keys off. Um, what was his name? Richter. Richter gives it to the guy. They start driving. See you at the party bus, Richter. <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> which is Leatherface. <laughs> Nobody comments on our big ears either. See? See the connections? Yeah, look at us drawing connections. Schwarzenegger as Leatherface. That'd be brilliant. I'd watch that for sure. <laughs> We're the only one where he speaks non-stop. All the wisecracks. That'd be great. Does does Leatherface, like, attack the bus or blow the tyre out or something? Because they stop for some reason. Like, they're driving away. Absolutely no idea. No no idea. I've, I've, I've seen that bit a couple of times. I don't know what he does. But when they are driving off, it's like him in that doorway silhouette, isn't it? Of, like, it's a great, great still image of him just stood with his chainsaw. Yeah. He stops and just gets out. He doesn't say anything. Yeah, the driver. Yeah, he just leaves. He just gets out of the bus. They, she's like, don't get out. No, don't. Yeah, wh- like, where are you going? You're just getting up and leaving. And then his <laughs> head is just thrown in back into the bus. I think you do actually, yeah, you do actually hear a little bit of a chainsaw yeah. whilst, uh, while she's talking to him, even though he's gone. Yeah, then his head just turns back up and you think yeah i didn't really like that bit i thought that was a bit stupid yeah i thought yeah um she the 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 girl who's uh sort of like the main one of the millennials she's the uh the bank she's the lady from the bank yes she she goes into the back of the bus where everyone's still partying obviously no no one's told all of them that this has happened like what's happening so they're all still partying leatherface gets on the bus with his chainsaw yeah walks through the curtain and they're all just staring at him. Yeah, no one screams or says anything. In fact, everyone in a sight gag just gets their mobile phones out to record him. And I don't know. I, I don't really like the whole let's fuck it. I don't know. I didn't like this bit where it's like, 
let's take the piss out of Leatherface a little bit here, where like they're like, oh, who's this loser or whatever the hell they say? It reminded me a bit yeah. of um, Have you seen Spree? I think it was listed in one of my worst films of yes. 2020. Yeah, the Uber Uber driver, isn't it? Yeah, and there's that where yeah. you see it through the the lens of like a, a live live stream on Instagram or whatever. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. And you see the comments like, "Oh, this looks fake," and I, I hated that. You got some idiot millennial just live streaming his own murder as the chainsaw goes through his chest. He's still recording it. Yeah, so he says, "You do anything, you're cancelled." Yeah, I mean, someone threatening to cancel Leatherface in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, that just made me sad. <laughs> I don't really know what he meant. I mean, surely you, you you can't just cancel real people unless they've got some sort of media base, can you? You don't cancel somebody if they just stood in front of you. That's not how that works. That's <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I don't really understand cancelling, but can you can you cancel someone from being there? I, I, well, well, let's give it a go. <laughs> I suppose Leatherface did, didn't he? He cancelled all of them. He did, and he he goes through the whole of. If, if that's what it means. I like how, like, even though there's 30, 40 people, none of them try and like gang up and try and with you know, everyone just disappears to the back of the bus, banging on the windows as he just annihilates all of them. And you got people like there's one guy that just turns his back and just stands there and lets Leatherface chainsaw him through the middle and stuff. He uh, he gets then pushed into a woman, doesn't he? And then she also gets killed. Yeah, the younger sister, is it Lila? She gets separated from Melody, goes towards Leatherface. I thought actually that that bit where that, that guy gets through the back and then pushed into a woman and she gets killed as well, I thought was um, was a social commentary on toxic masculinity. Very, very yeah. good. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did write that down and I thought, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, why not? I don't know what that is either, but... <laughs> That probably was that. Yeah, nice one. That was our uh, wrestling tag team name, if you remember. (laughs) Toxic masculinity. Or yeah, why not? (laughs) (laughs) That was our catchphrase that was on (laughs) T-shirts. Very popular we were too. That should have been the name of the podcast, Toxic Masculinity. I don't know. I don't think it's as popular as you think. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. I was going to ask you, Ken, what, what do you think about this whole side story about Lila and being a school shooting victim? Um, ultimately pointless again. I think that's just to, again, give it some sort of reference. I don't, I don't know what they're referencing. Who cares? I can understand if, if, if it's supposed to be like, oh, so she's scared of firearms and everything, but there's not really any firearms in it. No. So who cares? Well, she picks one up that belongs to that guy, Richter, but that's about it, really. And then she she picks it up later. She's a pacifist, but she uses guns to... I mean, I don't even know what the what they're getting at with that. <laughs> You're going to say she's a pacifist, but she uses guns to kill. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say she uses a gun to kill or to try and kill Leatherface. It's not that good a pacifist, really, is she? She's not overly committed. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know what they were getting at there, really, with, with that whole thing. I thought it was totally unnecessary and kind of a bit tone deaf, really, in the you know this day and age. I don't know why you'd include it if it's, you're not going to say anything about it or you know whatnot. Uh, the, the two girls, they hide in, uh, in the, the toilet of the bus as everyone gets annihilated in there, including the, the bank woman who half sticks herself out the window and gets sawed in half. Yeah, I think this this scene's the bit that everyone will remember and everyone will reference. Uh, it'll be the favourite bit for people. It'll be the worst bit for people. Depends on how you're actually viewing the whole film. But it, it's certainly memorable, regardless of how it is that you, you 
do remember it. Is this the first actual Chainsaw Massacre in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre film? I think so, yeah. I mean, it, it really does it really does use it, though. I mean, we mentioned the first one again. I think only Franklin gets killed by a chainsaw in the first one. Yeah. There's only one person. They, they get out the, the truck, and uh, uh, the bus, sorry, and a truck pulls up, and it's Sally Hardesty. This is full-on Laurie Strode 2018 Halloween, isn't it, this? Yeah, but again, just pointless. She gives us all the blah, 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 50 years ago. I've been waiting for this moment, uh, you know, but how has she not done it? She's waiting that much. Yeah, I say, yeah, how has she not found him? But she also says to the girls, they're like, oh, let's get out of here. She's like, oh, no, you've got to you've got to wait here until I've killed him. But then later on, as soon as, soon as she comes back, she's like, right, you two, get the hell out of here. It's like, what the yeah. hell? <laughs> but she goes into his house. He's just sort of sitting there. Yeah. She gives him all of that. She's uh, She's got a shotgun, by the way, so he's at gunpoint. She name-checks the original victims of the first film. She's uh, got a photograph of them. Uh, she, she does all, all of that. And uh, he just gets up and just leaves. Yeah, she doesn't <laughs> shoot him. She just stands no. there like, oh, do you remember me? Say my name. It's like, I don't think he's going to speak, to be honest. And he just... He just... No, he, he, he just gets up and leaves. He's like, oh, fuck this. Yeah. I think I think if actually, if you listen closely, he does say that. Fuck this. <laughs> yeah. And just gets up and walks out. Yeah. And she's like, you don't remember me. He's like, fuck you, asshole. <laughs> yes, I am skinning a cat. <laughs> I, think, I think he hears the screams of the two sisters who, for some reason, are just sitting there screaming. For, I don't even know why. Yeah, they're, they're locked in the truck. Yeah. You thought you'd be they're quiet, wouldn't you? They're locked in the truck, so they decide decide to scream yeah he's, he's accepted they've gone basically that's why he's just gone home he's not chasing them he's just ah oh, fuck it then. yeah i like that like it's he's, he's worn out from his work day he's like <laughs> oh fuck that it's not my job really yeah well he's been doing some plastering hasn't he? he's got to do that again tomorrow he's gonna to put his chainsaw back in the wall yeah as i say she doesn't shoot him because he doesn't remember her then so she gets all teary-eyed and he leaves he attacks the girls through the window. He smashes the window in, and I kind of like that visual of him like running the chainsaw along the interior of the the window. There, you get the sparks. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, that's the way. That's when she starts shooting him, Sally. It's like fucking hell, Sally. Yeah, she she's followed him outside. Yeah, yeah, shoots him, tells tells him to get the fuck out of there, and uh, then she just gets chainsawed through the stomach, Sally. That's kind of pretty much. Yeah, she gives it all. She gives. Oh yeah, you remember me now? Huh? Huh? It's just like, well, you could have just have shot him dead in the first place. Why have you not done any of this? Does, does she not think it's him? She thinks it might just be somebody else. I don't know. But yeah, but suddenly she just changes again into now a, a, a like murdering machine and she's going to get vengeance. But <laughs> she fails to do it again. She also, when they're in the van originally, I forgot to mention, she actually calls him Leatherface. Is that the first time anyone's done that? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think it was on the, it was earlier on wasn't it? Didn't they mention that earlier on in the film? It could even have been the narration. I tell you what, he isn't called in any other film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she says it, yeah. yeah. Lila calls him Hey Leather Fuck. <laughs> Which I think was a film you were in, wasn't it, Ken? <laughs> yeah, it was actually, yeah. It was one of my most famous. So I'm not sure whether I get any royalties for that. I was going to say, you played Leather Fuck in the, uh, in the parody of it was a bit more of an adult-orientated yeah, it was film. A chainsaw Dildo. <laughs> That's what we called you. <laughs> <laughs> it's alive! It's alive! It's alive!
Um, to, to be fair, Melody does actually say sorry at this point to to Leatherfuck. <laughs> she says sorry. Yeah, yeah, you, you were right. It was your house. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, so, sorry, your mum died. Can't we all be friends? She she kind of does nothing really, Lila. She doesn't shoot him because it's not loaded. Obviously, he took the magazine out earlier on that you saw. I don't know whether that's supposed to be uh, because you know she's a shooting victim or whether that was just because she's shit. I don't know. I think the latter going off the rest of the film and her in general in the film. Yeah, probably. He, he goes to kill her and uh, Sally still not dead yet, just hiding in the in the trash where he threw her. <laughs> just around the <laughs> trash bag. <laughs> She was she was raised above his head with a chainsaw through her middle, running, running, yeah. And uh, she she's just out. She's all right. She's still okay. <laughs> She'll get a couple more shots off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shoots him a couple of times. She dies. She tells him, "Don't run," you know, because he'll just haunt you forever or whatever. And then she dies. I can't believe this. They brought Sally back just to turn up in a truck for five minutes and get killed. What the fuck was the point? Yeah, that's what I mean. Futile, pointless, absolutely pointless. Just an un- unnecessary nod to the first film, but it's a different actress anyway. So it's, that even itself is unnecessary. He gets shot in the back a couple of times and goes and hides out in like the, the abandoned like cinema that's in the middle of town there, or theatre or whatever it is. The sagebrush. Uh, she leaves Melody impaled in the in the truck. Quite right. Yeah, she goes after Leatherfuck. She takes a shotgun off um, off Sally. He sets a trap, doesn't he, Leatherface? Sorry, Leatherfuck. Yeah, it's very clever. He leaves the chainsaw running and she goes through and, and sees it, sees it's just the chainsaw. And then he rugby tackles her into the indoor swimming pool that's in the cinema. Yeah, it's a very unusual uh, place for a big pool of water, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not sure what the hell was going on there. Um, I don't know if you've noticed... But I did notice, I've, I've watched this again last night, so I've seen it a couple of times. There was a poster advertising a film in this cinema. Yeah. Did you see what the film was called? Yes. It was Harder to Kill, wasn't it? The Hard to Kill sequel. <laughs> no, it wasn't, no. Was it If Robots Could Cry? Why, oh, why can't I? <laughs> was it that? Yes, it was, yeah. That's Leatherfuck's favourite film. <laughs> it is, yeah, he was watching it earlier. He had a tear to his leather eye. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't any of those, although they are coming soon. Why just Leatherface was just a, a full leather man? What do you think to that, Ken? You think that's a good <laughs> he's idea? Just called, he's just called Leather Man. <laughs> <laughs> Our Marvel superhero film pitch. <laughs> it's like a couch. He can hide himself as a chair. <laughs> <laughs> don't leave him out in the sun, though. Yeah, don't don't spill drink on him. <laughs> yeah, he has to get himself reupholstered. Don't let your dog near him or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, he's invincible. <laughs> well, unless you set fire to him. <laughs> Don't tear that tag off him. Yeah, if you don't don't fall asleep on him with a lit cigarette. That's the. uh... (laughs) (laughs) I think to be honest, that 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 works for every man. Yeah, that's true. You don't have to be made of leather. Just don't do that at all. A Hulk Hogan. (laughs) Him and Ric Flair, they're pretty much made of leather. Don't fall asleep on me, brother. That's what he says. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, there's the film pitch sorted. <laughs> Leather man. <laughs> Carl Weathers is the uh, couch safety. Carl Leathers. Carl Leathers. That's when he changes his name. That's it. That's his alter ego. That's his like when he's not Leather Man, he's Police Chief Carl Leathers. <laughs> I wonder they've not caught him, the sneaky bastard. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Anyway, what, do you know what this film was? Or oh, what? fucking I've asked, you, I've asked you a question. It was a real question because oh, it was a real observation. Fucking hell. What was it, Leatherman, was it? No, it wasn't this time. What was it? No, it was Werewolves of the Alamo 2. Hey, that sounds good. I'd, re- I'd watch so that. So there you go. Yeah, I know it was. It was uh, it was actually a film poster. And if you have a look behind, like one of the cinema rooms, I think, which we don't go into, has got the uh, the name of the film above it, but it's uh, obscured, so it only says like a bit of the lettering. Mm. But that was it. That was the film, Werewolves of the Alamo 2. I like it. Good catch there, Kenneth. Thanks. Yeah, we, we, there's a bit of slow-mo. We get more shots about this school shooting, and she's about to die, and... Uh... Melody jumps on his back out of nowhere. You know she's got herself out of the truck now. But there's a uh, she, she's running off, and he he flings the chainsaw again. This is the second time he's thrown the chainsaw, but he he like slides it across the floor, and I think it's an Achilles tendon. Oh yeah, yeah, that's actually I think yeah. It is. I think it, yeah. She goes for the yeah, shotgun. I think he catches she? her. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was a good one. Though. I, I like that. You don't see that one. That's, that's one that you don't actually see. But I'm, I'm thinking it was an Achilles. It's got to be. Yeah, or or it's just like you know, it hits her with the handle side or whatever, and just takes her out. But that would have been a good way of yeah. uh, taking someone out. It chops like the, the the foot off or something. If he'd have done that earlier on, that would have been good actually. But this this is what I mean though about like you know, there's always like this last bit. Oh my god, they're gonna die. Oh no, wait, the sister's there. Oh my god, the sister's gonna die. Oh no, wait. Sally saved her. There's a lot of this towards the end, and it actually happened in Evil Dead, which is another Alvarez film where the last bit you're just like, "All right, bloody hell, hurry up!" Because I think like once they escape the bus, I think this film drags a lot for me. I think there's only about twenty minutes left once they leave the bus, but it it seemed to take forever, and uh, a lot like this podcast. Yeah, this is a quick bonus episode. <laughs> Three days long. <laughs> Uh, Melody ends up uppercutting him with his own chainsaw or something and slicing his... chainsaw to chin. Slicing his chin gives him a little, you know, little uppercut there and he he goes backwards into the water. Yeah, which we're still not sure why it's there at all. But yeah, he does. He he falls in, a bit of blood splash, a bit of a a sink, sinks down into the water. And uh, we can all relax because that's definitely the last thing we'll ever hear from him. It's alive! This bit, this is a little bit of a shock ending for you all. You think, you know, they're getting away with it. They they set course for home. Take me home, Tesla. To be honest, I didn't understand what that... that they did that earlier where he just took his hands off the wheel, pressed autopilot. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Is that a real thing? That is real, yeah. Fuck that. What if they crash? We test drove a, a Tesla, and yeah, it does have auto autopilot. What do you mean, we? Me and my, um, me and my girlfriend. Oh, I was gonna say I don't remember this because you go with a a Tesla, like a a guy who works there, and he he like we got to a, a turn, and he was like, "I take your hands off the wheel," and she did, and it did in fact uh, 
crash crash went straight <laughs> crash. <laughs> <laughs> Three. Yeah, I miss her. She was nice. She was. No. Um... <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Leatherfuck. He, he's he's using it as a as a, as an assist here on a kill, isn't he? Old old uh, Leatherfuck. He he smashes through the window as they leave. Oh no, he, the window's open, isn't it? So he he grabs her, pulls her through the window. Because he's not dead. After all, he, he's not he's not dead. He's not been chainsawed. He's not been shot. He's not drowned. He's just all right. Drags her out, uh, holds her by her hair, chainsaws her head off. Meanwhile, the the sisters just put her head out of the sunroof as the Tesla drives very, very slowly away. <laughs> and she's there like, no. Reminded me of like Austin Powers with the steamroller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, she can never ever stop the autopilot once you've once you've programmed it. Yeah. You are destined to go wherever it was you said. It's a it's a closed down town. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. How does that car know which way to go anyway? I don't I don't get any of that, by the way, the car thing. Google Who Maps. Who pays the insurance if you if someone if you crash? What what so what internet? Who who controls the internet out there? What is this? A conspiracy theory podcast, on? Ken? I don't fucking know. I just I just I don't understand any of that bullshit about cars that drive themselves. I like out of the whole everything that's happened in this film, this, which is actually something that is real, <laughs> is the thing you find hardest to believe. <laughs> I'm not happy at all. <laughs> not happy. Not happy about this. He grabs he grabs uh, Melody by the head and just chainsaws her head clean off. The the little girl's screaming, and then he does his he kind of like a little mini chain, you know, like the chainsaw dance that he does at, at the end of the first yeah, film. Yeah, he, he does a bit of a dance, yeah. I quite like it. A little bit of that where he's swinging the chainsaw around and also her head. And uh, and that's the end of it. That's the uh, abrupt cut and that's the end of the new Chainsaw Massacre film. Until the end of the credits. Oh, yes, there's a little little bit extra. Do you want to talk us through that? Uh, I think what happens at the end is he turns up at Rambo's house from the end of Last Blood. Yep. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I'm hoping that we get a crossover of those two. He turns up with his chainsaw, uh, and uh, Rambo's just on the veranda in his rocking chair. <laughs> That'd be cool. It would be. It'd be a great film. Yeah, or uh, someone turns up behind him as the car disappears and he's still dancing, and uh, he says, hey, leather fuck. I think that chainsaw belongs to me, and it's Ash from The Evil Dead. Oh yeah, you know, like he appeared in the in the Evil Dead remake at the end. There, he does Groovy. it. Does it again now? And you get Ash versus Leatherfuck. That's the next film. <laughs> Not sure how they market the title, but yeah. <laughs> okay, then Ash versus what was it? Not Leather Dildo, was it? What was it? Leather Man. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chainsaw dildo. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Not chainsaw versus dildo. No, no, there's only one winner. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't get really the end, the end scene. I didn't know, were we supposed to recognise that house? I don't know, was it... Did you recognise that house? Was it supposed to be the original I house? Or... That's why I, was, I thought it was Rambo. Was it, or was it supposed to be? I don't, I don't know. But anyway... I thought there was one or two set pieces in the gore and the violence, which were good. And I think, as I say, like if this wasn't a Texas Chainsaw Massacre film, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. As it was, I didn't like the the whole let's take the piss out of millennials thing with the the phones and, 
you know, bring in Leatherface in the in an age of of social media and things like that. I just I just didn't like it to be honest. There was no, there was no need for a lot of those jibes at, at uh, groups of people or anything like that. But there was a there was no need for quite a lot of the film. But at the same time, I I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good film. Uh, as you say, it has been polarizing on the internet. You, it, it seems to. Whereas I think we've we've fall we've both kind of fallen into the it's not a great Texas Chainsaw Massacre film, but as a as a horror film released in the year twenty twenty two, yeah, not, not bad. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, as you say, like on online, it's either you either love it and it's the best Texas Chainsaw Massacre film since the original, or you hate it and everyone who loves it is an idiot. That seems to be the prevailing. Like you've got to pick a tribe and stick with them, and we've sort of uh, landed in the middle there. So no, I, I stand by it. I, I think it was it was a good fun film, but it could just have been any film. Where do you guys stand on it? Are you are you uh, pro pro new Texas Chainsaw? or Are you against it? Do you think it's it shouldn't be part of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre canon, or do you fall where we do and think for what it is, not too bad? Let us know. Badmoviecall at gmail uh, you can find us on all social media platforms. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Good Pods. Give us a, a review on there if you'd like, or follow us on there as well. You can give us a review on Spotify now, and you can also review us on Apple iTunes. Uh, it's a massive help in getting us found by new listeners, so if you could drop us a, a review on there, it'd be massively appreciated if you want to support the podcast. You can find all previous episodes as well as written reviews of films not covered on this podcast on the website, www.badmoviecult.com. Uh, was there a review that dropped yesterday, Ken? Yes, it was a, another Valentine's. We're keeping the love in the air. Uh, it was Cupid 2020 film and uh, pretty poor. Check it out. Ken's on a written review of that film, so give that a, give that a read for us, www.badmoviecult.com. Uh, we will be back at the end of this week with another episode. We are finally getting round to covering a Chuck Norris film. It is Lone Wolf McQuaid. That'll be landing this weekend. So make sure you, you come back and uh, give that a listen. You're a Lone Wolf McQuaid. Which is actually never said in the film, but there we go. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's one of those eternal dreams I must have had. Yes, as well as that, we will also be doing a, a film pitch. Uh, so please do join us at the weekend right here on the Bad Movie Court podcast. Thank you, Ken. Thank you. Leather dick. <laughs> <laughs> I never even said that now. <laughs>